Hey everyone, you're listening to Superwomen. Today's guest, I am so excited to speak to. I was on her podcast. I uh, endorsed her book, and apparently, we were at a party in the '90s that we should not have been at, or dressed like we should have. I should say. I'm so excited to have Jessica Zweig, the founder of Simply Be and the author of Be, on the podcast today. Be is her most recent baby, a no bullshit guide to increasing your self worth and net worth by simply being yourself. Welcome, Jessica. Oh, Rebecca, thank you so much for having me. It's so full circle to to be talking to you on your show. You're on my show. I've actually I just bought one of your backpacks. I've been shopping you since I was like in high school and. We've, we've met in person and I'm just really, really honored to be, to be here. I'm glad we finally get to turn the table. Um, yeah. First of all, I love the title. I think no one talks about some of the steps that have to get done before you actually take action. You know, people will say, work hard, be persistent. And you kind of go to the basic about being uh, and deciding to be. So I would love for you to start there. Like what how did you find that out? How did you sort of get that insight and apply it to your life? Yeah. I mean, I have this philosophy that I, I believe we come here. And when I say here, I mean like on planet earth to teach the lesson of what we are ultimately here to learn. So before I could go forth and write a book about self-worth to net worth, you know, I had to understand the, the depths of the other side when, you know, experienced true worthlessness those are all elements of my story that uh, I open up about in the book. And, you know, to this day, yes, I run an agency. I have a, a big team. I, I do a lot of sparkly, sparkly successful things, but there's a, a real journey that I've been on to get there. And I think for me, and I think a lot of women obviously will relate to this. And it's, it's still a shadow side of, of this like work addiction, this doing this, this proving our worth through how much we can actually execute. And I was actually in that state about 10 years ago, running a different business and hate, like hated, hated my life, you know, was uh, really unhealthy on a lot of levels, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially. And it took a, a real rock bottom breakdown to break through, as as they say, as I say in my book, to really see how uh, out of alignment I was with my true self. You know, I was running a very popular, sparkly online magazine for women. At the time, we covered fashion and fitness and nightlife. It's actually how we met. And it was a fun journey for sure. I learned a lot. But towards the end of that five, six year chapter, it felt very vapid. It felt like just I wasn't really showing up in service. Uh, you know, I, I was the opposite of authenticity. And that's what I talk about and teach today. And so I had to really do the inner work of one, walking away from that business, uh, two, addressing my my $75,000 in, in credit card debt, uh, looking at my drinking habits, looking at my sick relationships, like I could go on and really identifying that I was welcoming those things. I had created those things, I should say, in my life because I, Jessica, didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel like I had value. And it wasn't until I made that, that inner journey, which by the way, it took me years and I'm still on it, before I could build a business or build relationships or build wealth that, you know, felt felt good, that felt 
like a true expression of my of my my heart and that's really when success quote unquote the traditional success exploded and started to really take off but it started with this inner work and that's where my book begins and you know, I do personal branding. I help people build their platforms, but it's it's an inside job first for everyone I talk to versus an outside projection. You have to decide who you want to be, not just what you want to do, but who you want to be. And and I believe everything kind of flows from that place. I think that I think that's a hundred percent spot on. I think people usually just say, Well, I want to be rich or famous or have X goal, but they forget to do the step of, well, what do they have to be to do all those things? And then that, that product, like money, having money, isn't a product. Having fame isn't a product. You have to like produce something. That's what you get for having products. So I love that you start with B. It brings up a question I have because you are, you know, the founder of of an agency that uh, helps people build their personal brands to millions of people. And yet we have this sort of society of imposter syndrome and all these things. And you have the the brightest minds uh, feeling the most fake. So Mm -hmm. what are some lessons you learned? And and I guess, how do you teach people to sort of stop listening to that noise? Because it's there. And I don't know anyone who doesn't have it, who thinks they're perfect. And uh, they've checked all their boxes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I very much with my book and with my work and with my agency, I'm really trying to rewrite the definition of, of the term personal brand and what that, what that denotes, which is for many people, a sense of ego, vanity, self-promotion, you know, the influencer space, the celebrity space. And, you know, I'm going to wax pretty spiritual, Rebecca. I hope that's okay. Cause that's my, that's my way. vibe. Um, but I believe that we are all here uh, for a reason. I hear we're, we're here all for a unique assignment. And it doesn't matter. The vanity metrics of, of following and, you know, accolades and influential relationships, like it, none of that, that's all just ego, to be frank. And when we really turn the tape, like why we really think we're here, if we're really to tune into that reason, I, I think it, for most people, at least, it comes from a sense of love. It comes from a sense of purpose. And when you really get clear on your your mission, your assignment, your purpose, the noise tends to fall away. I'm not saying it will go away forever. Imposter syndrome is real for even the most successful people you see. But I think that we lose sight of that assignment because we're so afraid of not reaching the numbers or what other people are going to say about us or comparing ourselves to someone else's journey. When you really, again, back to what I said earlier, start to do that inner work, you realize, at least for me, I actually don't have a choice. Like if you really get clear on your purpose, it's not like, oh, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I won't. Like, no, it's a, it's an, a true responsibility that you have while you're here on planet earth to really live that out. And like, I, I'm just going to, I'll use you for an example, Rebecca, like I see you and your personal brand and yes, you sell bags and apparel, but you're, you're embodying the lifestyle of this like perfectly imperfect woman, this mom, this, you know, female in the world that's running a business, like dealing with the pandemic, like you, you're so vulnerable and honest and that personal brand makes the affinity of your products that much more um, relatable. Yeah, you could say, yeah, I'm here to sell clothes, but I, you know, click a little deeper. I'm sure you're here to make women feel beautiful. Like, and then you keep asking yourself, whatever that is for you, 
why? Keep asking the question, why, until you can anymore. And I think that's that when you start to get clear on those questions, the imposter syndrome less noisy and you feel more in resonance with your with your mission and it's sort of like this place where like nothing can get in your way nothing can stop you are you going to have road bumps are you going to have bad days are you going to open up your instagram app and feel like shit because of what someone else is doing yes but if you're really on purpose you're not going to let that stop you ultimately and that's always always my advice I think that's incredibly powerful because I think people just go, oh, I'm an imposter. I have the syndrome. I've been labeled. So now it's okay. And then they don't do anything to sort of change that mindset. But I feel like what you outlined is a step forward in changing sort of the way you look at things. You mentioned you left a business that was sparkly and shiny that you thought was probably going to be the answer or, you know, make you happy. I think I read in the book that you left with like no money right? Mm-hmm. You were living with your parents. <laughs> I had to um, ask my parents for money. For yes. Money. You had to ask your parents yes. for money. Um, so take me through that time period and sort of what you did to get out of that and how you sort of really changed your whole life to then turn it into a hugely, not just professionally successful, but personally as well. Yeah. So I think, you know, I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs listen to your show. So anyone out there can probably relate to this feeling of your business being your baby. It's not something that is separate from you. It is you. It's actually a piece of you. And so this idea of this thought of saying to yourself one day, I don't think I want to do this business anymore is equivalent to the idea of cutting off your own arm. And so my identity was so woven into my first business, which was a magazine that I ran for seven years. It was called Cheeky, cheekychicago.com. And it was, you know, my first business. I was 26 when I started it. It was so exciting. I was so green. I, you know, it grew so fast. We were working with brands like, you know, Rebecca Minkoff and, you know, Coca-Cola and Smartwater and Lululemon and Bloomingdale's and Saks Fifth Avenue. I mean, it was like, it was a beautiful chapter of my life, to be frank. Um, but there was a lot of things that were internally broken. I had a really toxic relationship with my business partner. I didn't know how to manage a PL. I didn't know how to lead a team. Um, there was there were so many things fundamentally that I learned on the job through failure and mistakes. And it was a seven-year chapter, Rebecca. Like I did it for seven years and it grew to this beautiful big thing. But towards the last, I would say two years, it started to feel really out of alignment. I was getting physically sick. We, we, you know, the managing a PL well paid, you know, paid itself off with credit card debt and not being able to pay our employees, like that kind of, that kind of thing. And I, I hired a life coach to be totally honest, because I was so freaking unhappy and I couldn't express why. I mean, I knew I, why my business partner and I didn't get along. It was stressful, but it was like, this is my business. I love this thing. I created this thing. This is my baby. Why am I so miserable within it? And mm-hmm. and my life coach who I worked with actually for a few years and I still work with her, she I often say that she gave me the simple permission to say to myself out loud, I don't want to do this anymore. And that was the beginning of the beginning. And I ended up walking away from that business. And I had to claim responsibility for myself in the mess that I had created. 
you know, I had no money. They were going to turn off my phone bill. That's why my, I opened up my book with that drive to my parents' house. They had no idea how, how broke I was. I was their 33-year-old successful entrepreneurial daughter. And I had no money that I couldn't pay AT&T 250 bucks. Like that was the a rock bottom moment for me. And, and walking away, I actually went through a really messy business divorce with my business partner and cut off this identity. Everyone in the city of Chicago, at least it's what it felt like for seven years, knew me as this one thing. And I pulled the plug on it because it was so not my truth anymore. And it was devastating. It was scary. I had to hire a lawyer. I had to pay off. I mean, it was like all the things nightmares kind of will tell us. And I did it anyway. And I walked through that fire and I I could say, yep. And I started simply like the next day and it was a huge success that I, you know, no, I had to clean up my shit. I had to like continue working with that life coach. I had to, to start meditating. I had to start disconnecting from friends that were old reflections of that life. I had to hire a therapist. I had to work more intimately on my relationship with my now husband and be more authentic there. And it was this path towards, yeah, authenticity. I just said it. That really um, allowed me to build a foundation. Yes, for what Simply Be is now. I often say that your business will only grow to the extent of which you grow as a person. And so my my personal growth journey has been the central focus of my life as an entrepreneur now running my second business that is, you know, it's not perfect, but it's it's extremely successful. We're, you know, we don't have a dollar of debt. Like it's, I have 17 employees. It's, it's a beautiful business, um, but it wouldn't have been able to be what it is today had I not made all of those mistakes. And again, taken responsibility. I think that's such a key message of like, we can, we can do the inner work and, you know, the spiritual stuff and buy the crystals and do the meditation, but you have to really own your side of what you created in your life that you're not happy with. Um, and, and learn how to process that and forgive yourself, of course, through it. But the first thing you've got to do is claim responsibility. And that changed everything for me. I I love that you said that and it's a tough nut to swallow. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, when you when when anyone points at someone else as the cause or the reason, they're giving that person power and taking it away from themselves. And so I think that when you take responsibility for again, good or bad things in your life, you're now the cause point. You're the cause of your own downfall. And yes, others can contribute to that, of course, but uh, at least it starts from a point of you can do something about yourself. You can't always do something about someone else. And here's the amazing thing about taking responsibility. When you step into that power, right? Cause it's empowering to say like, wow, I fucked up and I'm go- I'm going to own that. I'm going to learn from that. Guess what's on the other side of that is your joy, is your light, is your, is your like brilliance, like to take responsibility for all of it, to say my my darkness, my light, my joy, my pain, it's all up to me. Like that, that to me was the, the real expansion point for me. It was like, not only can I claim responsibility for the crap that's gone down, I can claim responsibility for the type of day that I want to have today and make it a better day, make it a, a, a day filled with gratitude or joy or service. So there's two sides to that coin. And I, and I don't want to just say like, in order to grow, you've got to, you've got to only focus on your, on your shit and clean that up. But no, it's like actually to choose 
the other side of that and who you want to be. And that that's a 360 power. It makes total sense, at least to me. I hope those listening, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure after reading your book, they'll also be like, aha, now I know what she's talking about. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. What I love about your book is you have chapters that are very down and dirty. You talk about content is no longer king. Clarity is and consistency is her queen. And and then you have, you know, how to pitch, you know, how to leverage the social media world for for all these things. I guess what what I would love for you to dive into is in writing the book and in your journey as the founder of this agency that helps people tell their personal brands. How did you even discover all this, A, and B, you write it so easily, you know, it's so easy to understand. And if people don't have money for a, a brand coach or, or someone to help them, you've just introduced it in a framework that's 100% attainable. How did you do that, first of all? <laughs> Thank and you how did you discover it? Yeah. 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 Well, first of all, I've been around a long time. I say a picture from 2009. I mean, I've, you know, been on social media since like the dawn of social media. And so this idea of just to start with clarity is king, no longer content. I mean, back in 2008, nine, like so few people were navigating the internet that if you just got on there and made a, made some noise, created some content, you get seen. And today it's changed. It's so saturated. And the name of the game is no longer like metrics and and eyeballs just for the sake of it, but true engagement and relationship and affinity. And the way that we create that in the way that we pierce through the noise is through clarity, through having a razor sharp, crystal clear brand narrative that is consistent. And that's how you start to really attract your right audience. You don't need everyone. You just need your people and, you know, trial and error, watching the internet change, understanding social media as a, as a native, I guess, and like riding all the waves. But I think that for me, it was, um, I'm, I love frameworks. I love pictures. I love like 
sketching. I love visualization. Like my favorite, um, I was horrible at math. I failed math pretty much every every class, but I love geometry. Like I love shapes. I and so my um, tools are all visual. And so I was really, um, you know, over the last five years as I built Simply Be Agency, I started testing these tools on my clients, and they were working. Like they were really powerful frameworks that we could bring to our clients, create on behalf of our clients. And they started working so much that I I was like, well, this is my IP. I don't want anyone to, to take this. So I trademarked it and I made it like proprietary to our business. And then when I got this idea to write the book B, you know, I'm like, you know, people, you're, you, you said exactly what I say. It's like, you can't always afford a brand coach or an agency for $25 or $20 what if I could empower the masses? And I really was clear when writing this book that I didn't want and like make them feel like, oh, here's a taste. And now you need to hire me to go get it all. I gave it away. It's like the kitchen sink. And I was very clear on, on why that is. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think that this stuff should be a secret. I think understanding how to market, communicate, grow online belongs to everyone. It's a universal superpower for us to really grow our, our livelihoods. And so why would I keep that behind the veil? And so I I just, you know, I I came up with it kind of through my right brain, you know, of the creative. And by the way, all my tools, like the hologram, the pinnacle content, the supernova, the Orion's roadmap, like they're all named after like celestial sort of spiritual to, like words. And I, that was also intentional. Like I believe that we're all here to shine our light. And so the, the tools are marketing and branding PR tools, but they have kind of a, a fun way of exploring them. And, and I think the readers are really enjoying, enjoying that connection, whether they realize that or not, but that's, that's how I came up with it. It was like, testing trial and error and just kind of, kind of being a dinosaur and like seeing what, what's, what's working and, and how things have changed. And so I wrote the book from that place. I love it. And you touched on something earlier, you know, I think a lot of people feel that when they've put in the hard work to something, no matter what, they should just keep going. They should grit it out, even if they hate it, you know, how did you find, yes, it was killing you. Yes. You felt horrible. It, it sounds on paper, right, or or hearing, oh, that's reason enough to leave. But there are so many people who go, I'm just going to stick it out. I'm just going to grit it. Well, I put all this time into it, and then I'll have to start over. That'll be even more work. So, And, and then I'm a failure because I, right, mm-hmm. which everyone doesn't want that label because they think it means something horrible. So what would you say to people who are just like, yep, miserable, don't want to change, don't want to do something new because whatever, it's too much work. I'll just grit and just live life like this. To that person, I would say a few things. I think first of all, when you're going through the eye of the storm or a dark night of the soul like that, just misery, you, you build a sense of tenacity and resilience, whether you realize it or not. So I'm not going to sit here and say, stick it out, but just know that you're actually giving yourself a gift, um, a muscle of strength and wisdom. And you might not be able to see that in the moment, but that's a net effect of what happens when we go through those chapters. So I'll just say that first. The second thing is, you know, someone once told me that the thought of the thing is always worse than the thing. So this idea of like leaving, starting over, being a failure, 
that's an illusion. That's in your mind. Nothing is as really as bad as we think it is. And, and once we get to that, that true, you know, deciding line and we step on the other side, we also learn another side of ourselves. We learn a sense of, of freedom. We learn a sense of a capacity for change. We learn a, a adaptability. And so everything comes with its own set, I think, of gifts, no matter what you choose to do, whether you choose to stay or you choose to leave. And as far as failure is concerned, I mean, I know you can attest to this, Rebecca, as a longstanding entrepreneur as well. Like that's par for the course. Like failures are your, are, is your MBA. Failures is school. It's life school. And you don't win or lose in those situations. You win or you learn. And, and do they suck in the moment? Yes. Like was driving to my parents' house in the suburbs at 33 years old to ask them to help me pay my phone bill because they were going to shut it off. Was that like a life wrenching experience? Yes. But did I die? No. Did my, God forbid my parents die? Did anyone die? No. Like I, I had shame. My parents cut me a check. I paid my phone bill. I got serious about my, my debt. I left that business and it took me a couple of years to get back on my feet, but I, I started again and I, I shedded and I, I transformed and like it was a metamorphosis. So there's always that available to you. And will it, Will it be available tomorrow? No, but you do have to kind of go through the fire um, if you're really ready to live your truth. And only you know the answer to that. So one of the one of your chapters is called Get Your Social Media Mind Right. And you have a quote in there. It says, being famous on Instagram is almost the same thing as being rich in Monopoly, which I love. And then you, you write, um, be a magnet. If you do not believe you deserve recognition, accolades, awards, spotlight, and success, no one else will. You must first decide you are worth it. So how can someone decide that if they feel like they just have that fucking dumb voice in their ear all the time telling them they're worthless, they're a loser, they're nothing, they don't deserve it? I mean, hell, I think about that stuff sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I have a couple thoughts on that. So like some people be- would, you know, totally disagree with this, but I believe in the power of faking it till you make it. I do. You kind of have to pretend to be the thing until you are. I mean, I learned everything that I've ever done in my career on like on my feet, basically. And if I didn't know it, I'd go Google it and I'd look it up and I'd learn how. Like I didn't get a uh, degree in business. I got a degree in... I remember when I was in high school. Okay, so I I was in the high school theater department, freshman, junior, freshman, sophomore, junior year. I just was like always in the ensemble and I never got the leads. And I always wanted to. And I remember my acting teacher in high school, I was crying to him in his office one afternoon of my junior year, junior year of high school. And I was like, I can't get the parts. Like, why can't I get the parts? And he said to me, Jessica, you don't believe in yourself. And if you don't believe in I don't believe in you. And I'll never forget that, Rebecca. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to decide to believe in myself. I'm going to make the mental choice, even though... I don't fully, but I'm going to pretend I do. It's all in my mind. Your mind informs your emotions. Your emotion informs your vibration. Your vibration is what attracts and magnetizes things to you. So, okay, I'll start with my mind. And all the leads, senior year, like I finally got the lead. And I just never forgot that. And it's this idea of you deciding that you are worth it. It's a decision. In fact, the first quote of my book is do not be surprised how fast the universe will respond. 
I don't say once you've achieved the degree. I don't say once you've experienced the mistakes. I don't say, you know, once you've gotten the following, it's like a choice. It's a simple decision. Success is a choice. I firmly believe in that. And so that would be my advice to that person. It's like, no one else is going to do it for you. <laughs> you you've got you've to get your mind right. And that um, comes from just, I think, truly diving in and then, and then making it a practice. I'll never forget, I, when I was just starting, there was another designer that started around the same time as me. And it seemed like everything was happening to him on a silver platter. Like he just was this mm. rising star that got whatever he wanted. He had the right friends, the right connections, the right editors. And I remember being like, when is that going to happen to me? When is that going to happen to me? And then at one point I woke up and I was like, it's not going to happen to me. I have to fucking go make my own goddamn platter. And that's when my entire mindset shifted. I had to like, no one's going to hand you anything. You really have to go out and get it and, and demand it and ask for it. And if you get a little nugget here and there, those are like little crumbs that keep you going, but we really have to decide first. So I love that you, you shared that story. Okay. Two questions. I love to ask all my guests. What would we be surprised to know about you is the first question. Wow. I would say that, um, of all the things in my life that I've accomplished and that I've done, the thing that I'm most proud of is my marriage. Um, I keep my marriage pretty offline just because I'm public enough and I don't need that to be a thing. Um, marriage is the hardest, hardest, hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, it's also the most rewarding. And my husband and I have really, we've been thrown a lot of challenges in our nine years together. And we've We've made it through like some real tests and we've come out the other side stronger than ever. And um, like there were lots of times I thought we weren't going to make it and we are, and he's my person. And, and so I'm, I'm really proud of my marriage. I think that's incredible. And I love that. I just see all these people divorcing and I'm just like, gosh, <laughs> like if we just put in the hard work and it, like yes. you said, marriage would be easy. And right. Why didn't you do, you know, like, oh, this didn't work. I'm going to try again. And I just go, you know what? There's, there's, it takes as much work as building a career to keep a marriage alive. So I, I appreciate you for saying that. Um, my last and final question is if you had one piece of advice you'd like to share that either you learned the hard way or someone gave you that was invaluable to you, what would it be? So when I first started my very first magazine, uh, back in 2008, there was a, a company called Daily Candy. I'm sure you remember it, Rebecca. And oh, I'm the reason, they're the reason I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, okay. So I was starting this magazine and I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And so I reached out to Danny Levy. Can you believe it? I reached out to the fucking yeah. founder and I was like, hi, I'm Jessica from Chicago and I'm starting a magazine that's different, but similar. And would you be open to like a call or picking your brain? Like who, you know, how annoying those emails are now, whatever, when we get them. But I, I remember sending this note to her. She actually wrote me back. She said, I would love to actually meet you. There's something different about this. I flew to New York. I met her for drinks. She spent three hours with me and she gave me a ton of advice. The very first question I asked Danny Levy, of course though, was how do I make money? I'm just starting this platform. Like I'm going to have a similar type of online lifestyle magazine for women. Like, how do you monetize? She said, don't worry about making money. She said, build an amazing product, build an amazing platform, like care about the content, create beautiful articles, like 
care about the women that are going to come and read your magazine and do that and do that only. And the money will come. And I never forgot that. And I, it's sort of rung true with everything I do up until today. It's like all about creating value, create, start coming from this place of genuine service, not doing it for the money to be frank, but doing it for the love and the joy of it. And, and really the joy you create for other people and the money comes like it does when you really operate from that, that place. And so shout out to Danny Levy who sold her business for like $130 million, like six months after that meeting. So she knew what she was talking about. And oh, uh, man. yeah, literally, literally. That's, That's incredible. Point. Yeah, it is. I love it. Um, so for my listeners who are now like, where do I get this book? How do I buy it? Where can I follow you? Et cetera. Spill all the, all the places. You can go buy my book, Be a No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Net Worth by Simply Being Yourself on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, support your local independent bookstores. It's wherever books are found, Target, you name it. Um, and then you can follow me at Jessica Zweig on Instagram. Um, simplybeagency.com is my website for uh, my agency. And I'm really, really easy to find. And I try to respond to every single DM, believe it or not. It's me. It's me in there. So um, come say hi. Thank you for doing this with me and thanks for being vulnerable and sharing your incredible insights and hindsight of how to change and how to move forward. So I really appreciate it. I'm so grateful for you. This was awesome. I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I also want to ask you to rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a pain in the butt, but it actually helps with search and algorithm. So if you love this podcast, it is an easy way to get it more visible and out there. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Rebecca Minkoff at RM Superwomen and be sure to check out my book, Fearless, The New Rules for Unlocking Creativity, Courage, and Success. Thank you again. And you will hear from me next week.